everybody, and welcome to another episode of Time Out with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Tory. One quick correction on yesterday's episode, a uh, confirmation update here. So I reached out to the athletic directors at Godwin Heights, Detroit Southeastern, and Ann Arbor Huron uh, because there's a bit of a scheduling uh, controversy. It looked like at, on some sites that Godwin and Detroit Southeastern will be playing, and on other sites it looked like Southeastern was taking on Ann Arbor Huron. So Detroit Southeastern and Ann Arbor Huron, both athletic directors, confirmed to me that they will be playing this week. Uh, Godwin has no game set at this time. So I'm sure that some of you are tired of hearing me talk constantly, so I thought I'd mix it up today. Uh, on Wednesday's episode here, the third preview episode of week one, I've got a special guest, Mike Meekoff from M7 Sports. Uh, he's kind of a Lakeshore football guru. He knows a lot about all the teams in the West Michigan Conference, the Lakes 8 Conference, uh, and some of the OK Conference teams along the Lakeshore there. Uh, he's going to join me, and, and we're going to go through these games. So, Mike, uh, thanks for joining me. Let, let's get into it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, so we'll just jump right into it here. There's a lot of great football here in the first week of the season. Um, and a game that stands out to me at the beginning has got to be uh, Muskegon Catholic versus North Muskegon. Both those teams are kind of in your area. What are your thoughts on, on those two and this game in general? Yeah, absolutely. I've heard Muskegon Catholic has a lot of returning starters, and uh, they're pretty good up front. So we'll have, to, we'll have to see how they do as the season goes on, but I expect a lot from them. And North Muskegon is always – you know, always uh, has really good teams, and they're in the West Michigan Conference, so they play some of those teams like Montague and Wall. So they really have a chance to build on that, especially as the season goes on. I personally, I like Catholic in a close one, but I think it'll be a really good game. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. I would go with Catholic close, and a guy that I really like from Catholic, and I know that you've talked about him in some of your preview stuff is uh, Joe Waller, the running back. I mean, right? He's a he's a four year varsity guy. He's just he's insane, a really talented player. Yeah, he's probably one of the only benefits that Catholic has from the West Michigan or West Michigan Christian co op. They co op with them. I mean, it bumps them up a couple divisions, but they get Waller from West Michigan Christian, and I think that really helps him. He has a lot of speed. Uh, he, he had a really good season last year, so I'm just looking forward to seeing how he improves. I, I completely agree. So the team they lost to in the playoffs, uh, Montague, uh, they take on Edwardsburg. Uh, obviously, Montague wins the D6 state title last year. Uh, Drew Collins is gone. Pat Collins is gone. Uh, Justin Dennett in there at head coach. Um, what are you What are you looking at here with Montague? A lot of changes there um, as the season starts. Yeah, so obviously with the new coaching staff and everything like that, there's a lot of questions. The times I've been up there, it honestly looks exactly the same as when Pat Collins was there. Just, I feel like Dennett kind of just picked things up where Collins left off and, you know, didn't try to change too much, which is exactly where when most teams, you know, hire a coach that's struggling, you know, they want to change the program and stuff. But because they just won the state title, they want to, you know, just keep having success. So I think that was a good thing how he kind of kept – Pat system in place and even the way they do things in the summer and stuff like that. So I don't know if that much is for them. They have a new quarterback, Andrew Cooley, who looked promising last year. He played most of their games because, uh, you know, they put the reserves in and they were picked up on a lot of schools. So he looked good in limited action last year, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. I, I have Edwardsburg in a close one just because they're so talented, but I expect a really good season this year from Montague as always. Yeah, I, I I liked your point there about kind of keeping things the same. Uh, that I mean, why if it's not broke, 
don't fix it, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Tug Nichols is another guy that I like there from Montague, and I would go. I would go with Edwardsburg too. I think you know that's just one of those well-oiled machines. They run the wing tee. Um, always a tricky thing to prepare for, even with a long summer. Uh, so game three, we've got Edwards or not Edwardsburg, Oak Ridge versus Sparta. Um, Oak Ridge coming back uh, a decent season last year. They've got a lot of people uh, coming back. What are your thoughts on the Eagles? Yeah, so I think Oak Ridge will win that one. Uh, I think they, I think they have a lot in store. They'll definitely compete for, at the top of the West Michigan Conference. I think the running back for Vanderport, uh, he had the most rushing yards I think in our area last year. I'm really forward to watching him again, and uh, he's just a powerful runner. So. Yeah, I agree. I like Oak Ridge here, but I think Sparta will be a much improved team from last year. Um, Absolutely. They, they kind of started to build last year. They played pretty well. They ultimately lost in the playoffs um, pretty early, but they got a, uh, they have an improved team. They look at Dylan Taroski, a third-year uh, running back, and Sam Whitmore, a third-year defensive player. So they got some experience. I think it'll be, it'll be a fun game. All right, so game number four, we've got Whitehall versus Kalamazoo United. Whitehall last year, 7-2. and two, uh, Lost that tough playoff game to Forest Hills Eastern in the district finals. They take on Kalamazoo United, uh, the co-op team there with Hackett and Kalamazoo Christian. 6-2 uh, and two last year, they've made four straight playoffs. What are your thoughts on the Vikings uh, as they start 2021? I think, you know, I think Kalamazoo United looks good, but, you know, I think Whitehall has a lot of returning starters. And I've heard from a lot of coaches around the area that this is their year and uh, that they should definitely be at the top, if not first place in the West Michigan Conference. So I expect Whitehall to win that game pretty easily. And I think I think they have a real shot at going undefeated in the regular season. Yeah, and you talk about you know being at the top of the conference. They had a chance last year, and they just Absolutely. lost that, tr- that triple overtime. Competed with, they were the only team that competed with Montague. Yeah, that was that was a wild triple overtime game last year. So that'll be that'll be fun to get the rivalry going one more time this year and kind of see what happens. And Whitehall has a huge size advantage. Uh, Absolutely, Hackett being a smaller school, uh, it should be interesting to see what happens there. So uh, Ravana, they take on Beale City. Beale City is always a strong program. Twenty nineteen runner ups in Division Eight. Again, a little bit of a school size advantage here for the Bulldogs. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ravana this season? I think Ravana will have a decent. I've, I've heard they're struggling with numbers, but I've heard the guys they have are talented. But honestly, I think I think Beale City will beat the Bulldogs week one because of how much of a state powerhouse they are, even though what Ravana has a school size advantage. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think I would take Beale City here too. And an interesting point on Ravana, I was looking at their schedule, and it really looked like last year they beat four teams they really should have beaten and lost to four teams they probably should have lost to. So it's kind of hard to get a real read on who they were last year. Um, but uh, they do bring back uh, Kyle Beebe, which he's, he's a pretty good player. Um, so it'll be kind of fun to see where they go. Um, yeah, so we've got two games left in the West Michigan Conference, uh, both first-year head coaches. First, we'll go with Shelby. Uh, they take on White Cloud. So Phil Fortier, uh, he's in as head coach. Fortier, sorry. Uh, Phil Fortier in as head coach um, after being an assistant for a while. Uh, Shelby has really struggled as a program, 2-59 and since 2015. Um, what are your thoughts on Phil uh, as a coach and kind of where he could take the Shelby team? I think Phil brings a lot of 
brings a lot of energy to Shelby. You know, uh, just from talking to him, you can tell he has a really positive attitude toward everything, and he really wants to make Shelby great. I think it's going to be a struggle for them this season, but I definitely expect them to get game one against White Cloud. I think it'll, I think it'll be close, but I think Shelby will pull away with that one. Yeah, I would agree. This is an interesting matchup. So White Cloud last year went two and five, but they had two forfeit wins. Uh, and they canceled their 2019 season, so they haven't actually won a game since 2017. Uh, I think this is a great starting point for uh, the, the Tigers to get get a win here in their first uh, game under the new regime. And uh, next is another first year, uh, actually a battle of two coaches uh, that are in their first game. So Hart versus Holton, uh, Joe Tannis there at Hart is in his first year, and Alex Smith in his first year at Holton. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this game? So one thing a lot of people might not know is that Alex Smith and Joe Tannis are actually really good friends outside of football. Uh, you know, they do a lot together and I think I'm really excited to see what happens in that one. I think Holton has a lot of seniors returning and I think, uh, Tannis really brought a lot of energy. Same with Smith. They both brought a lot of energy to their program. And you can tell they're really trying to change it. I think it'll be a close game, but I think I still would go with, uh, hard just because of the numbers advantage and, you know, just playing in the West Michigan Conference, you know, you're going to be a better team than when you play, you know, when you play all those state powerhouse teams. No, I, I completely uh, understand what you're going with there. I'm going to go with Holton. Um, I like Alex Smith. He he's, seems to be a young guy with tons of energy, and he seems to be yeah, a pretty – Pretty smart guy, X's and O's wise. I know he's had some success as a coordinator at Christian and uh, Spring Lake. So I think this will be a fun game, though. And I think you're right. Both these teams uh, will definitely improve as things go along. Uh, I guess last game in the West Michigan Conference, uh, Mason County Central, they take on Manistee. Uh, last year, Manistee was 5-3. and three. Uh, These teams have played in the non-conference a couple times the last few years. Uh, Manistee with a couple convincing wins. Uh, Mason County Central, 2-5 and five a year ago. Uh, what, do, what do you got here? I expect Manistee to win convincingly again. I think I think they're really doing a good job building that program and turning it around. And I expect them to finish around 500 or even a little above, especially playing in the Lake State. Yeah, so I know that you were kind of uh, on the forefront of the news with Mason County Central. Can you kind of explain what, what's going on with their team this season? I know some people have called it like a hybrid schedule. Yeah, so they're doing a hybrid varsity and JV schedule. So they'll be playing their They'll be playing their varsity games against Hart, Shelby, Manistee, uh, North Muskegon, and Ravana. And then due to low numbers in 11th and 12th grade, they won't be playing Whitehall, Montague, Ludington, or Oak Ridge's varsity teams. They'll just be playing JV that week. So they're only playing five games at varsity. Interesting. I mean, I hope uh, it definitely makes sense in terms of I know I read a quote somewhere that said something about, you know, safety concerns and having young players. Um, hopefully they're able to uh, get that back in store in 2022 and can get get some of those numbers up with those, some of those younger guys. Yeah, absolutely. And Scott Briggs has been there for a long time and he's coached some really good ball clubs up there. So we'll have to see if they get it turned back around. Uh, so one other game involving a Lakes 8, uh, a, or a Lakes 8 team, that's Muskegon Heights. They're back. Their first game since October of 2019. They took all of last year off. Uh, they're looking for their first win since the beginning of 2019 against the same team that they beat back in August 30. That's Potterville. Uh, Potterville was 3-4 and four last year. Um, that was the only time they've ever played before. Uh, I mean, I've got to imagine, if you're Muskegon Heights, you just have to be extremely pumped to even just be back on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they have after uh, 
after the whole year off last year, I mean, that was an unfortunate situation. Now, uh, you know, they decided literally the week of the game to cancel the entire season, or at the time they said they were moving into the spring, but no teams played in the spring, so you can't really do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. And I think Heights is definitely scheduled better. I know in years past they've had to play Breckenridge, uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and Rapids Conference, where this year their first three games, I think, are easily winnable. They play Potterville to start out. Granville, Calvin Christian, week two, and Wyoming League, week three. So I'm really excited, and I think they have a real shot to start three, you know, and get some momentum rolling before they start playing their conference schedule. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I talk about Calvin Christian, um, another team that sat out last year. So uh, that's, that's exciting stuff, and I know that Muskegon Heights has really struggled for a while, haven't had a winning season in probably 10 or 12 years. So, yeah, uh, yeah if, they can, if they can turn things around and uh, get off to a hot start, uh, we'll see what can happen there. Um, so I guess moving towards the OK Conference a little bit, uh, still staying in your area, uh, one game is Holland Christian versus Holland, a little inner city battle there. Um, this has been pretty lopsided. Holland Christian's won 12 of 14 matchups, including a 38-point win uh, two years ago. Um, but I think Holland's uh, improving under Coach McManus. What are, what are your thoughts on these two teams? I think Holland's definitely improving under Coach McManus. Uh, he brings a lot of energy to them, and he's had experience winning there before. In 2011, they had that season where they made it to the regional finals and beat EG, EGR in the regular season, and that was at the time they won five straight state championships and knocked I think it was like 44 games in a row they won mm-hmm. and knocked them off the winning streak. So I'm really excited to see if he can bring them back to where they were, but I still think Holland Christian's going to win this game. It's a really good rivalry, as, as always, and two teams that didn't win a single game last year. I think technically Holland had a forfeit win in the playoffs against Zealand East, but they didn't win a single game on the field. So one of them's going to come out on top, and I think it'll be Holland Christian. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the Maroons are a, s- a strong team, and uh, I mean, they're, they've been a strong program, I guess I should say, and uh, I think that they'll bounce back here uh, pretty shortly as well. Um, another game in that area, we've got Fruitport versus Kennewa Hills. Um, obviously, Fruitport, it all starts with Gavin, uh, the, the quarterback, Division Four All-State last year. But uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the Trojans? I think Fruitport's definitely improving. They're, something a lot of people might not know is that their junior class right now actually has a lot of talent in it. And uh, they had good records in the lower levels, and so I'm looking forward to seeing how they do as they grow up. I think I, I would pick Fruitport in a close one. Hills. I, I would agree. Uh, a lot of transition for Kenowa. Uh, Rory Zagunas in there as head coach, hired late uh, in the coaching cycle. He was a former coach at West Ottawa. Uh, led them to three playoff appearances in four years, but uh, a lot of transition going on, and sometimes that's just a big adjustment to make. And when, like you said, with so much talent at Fruitport, hard not to pick the Trojans. Um, so I guess moving on uh, to some bigger games uh in the area, and that we've got to start with Mona Shores, two-time defending state champs. Uh, they're taking on Lowell. What do you? Th- what's your outlook on the Sailors this year? Uh, do you think they've got it in the tank to, to make a three-peat? I think they definitely can. Traverse City Central and Juan De La Salle both return a lot of starters. Where Shores has some returning starters, but a lot of new guys. But I think they definitely have potential to. I just can't answer that for sure. Mm-hmm. And to some games, or I even think. I think they'll definitely beat one of those two schools in the playoffs, and it'll be a close game regardless. But uh, I think they definitely have potential to win a third in a row, and I think they could finish the regular season undefeated, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, that was going to be my next question is we would move on to Muskegon versus East Kentwood. Uh, between Mona Shores and Muskegon, what team at this point in the season would you say is stronger between the two? At this point, I would honestly say Mona Shores, and I've never, I've never said that so far in all my years of doing this because usually Muskegon has a better team. Like They had that 53-0 win two years ago at Shores, and last year I, I actually picked Muskegon to beat Shores, and I'm wrong about it. I, I think 85% accuracy in my game pick overall, but that was one of the few I was wrong about. So uh, at this point in time, I think we got to go with Mona Shores given that they won last they won against Muskegon last year and the fact that they've won two state championships. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's hard to, uh, hard to pick against the Sailors against anybody at this point. Uh, but talking about Muskegon, uh, Miles Walton in at quarterback now, um, and Muskegon just constantly has weapons all over the field. Uh, any, any other guys that stand out to you when you look at the Big Reds? Jeremiah Dalt looks really good, the receiver. Uh, Rashawn probably looks good. Uh, let me think. Tamari is really good up front. It really hurts them not having Demetrius Walker. You know, that was an unfortunate situation, but... Uh, he had a bunch of Division One offers. You know, it hurts to see something like that happen to somebody, anybody, especially somebody that great. No, I, I completely completely agree. Um, would you think the Big Reds got it uh, got it in hand here against East Kentwood in the opener? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think uh, I expect them to win pretty easily against East Kentwood. I would agree, and same thing going back to Shores. I think that they shouldn't have a problem with Lowell. I mean, Lowell is obviously a, a historically strong program, but has struggled kind of the past couple seasons. Um, and then final game, I know you're going to be at this one, Grand Haven and Reese Puffer. Um, again, talk about a D1 guy, Grand Haven and uh, Ashton Lepo. Um, what are your thoughts on either on either of these teams? Yeah, so both of them have – Couple guys that are really big up front, you know, uh, Aston Lepo at Grand Haven, like you said, and uh, Marco Fields at Reese Puffer. He's getting some college attention too, not as much as Lepo, but he's got a few Division II offers. He definitely has Division One potential. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. You know, early last week I would have said that uh, Grand Haven will win this one pretty easily, but Reese Puffer impressed Wednesday in their scrimmage at East Grand Rapids. They look, I thought they looked just as good as Jenison, and I thought that uh, they definitely look better than East Grand Rapids. So I think I think they definitely have a – I think it will definitely be a close game, and I would go with Grand Haven probably in a close one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be a close game, and it's been a close game the last few times they played. I know that there's been a couple lopsided results, but I remember definitely uh, a few years ago games were right back and forth down the wire. Um, I'll go with Puffer here. I think, um, you know, Grand Haven is clearly improving and getting better. Um, you know, I think 0-7 last year isn't really a true grasp on, you know, how they were. I know they're a pretty young team. Um, so it'll be interesting to yeah, see how they, they – Do they? Okay. Well, that's – yeah, that's that's big for them. Um, but I'll, I'll take the Rockets here in a, in a close one. So um, I, I mentioned that you're going to be at that game and you'll also be at Muskegon versus Kent, uh, East Kentwood. Uh, just talk a little bit about M7 Sports, uh, kind of where people can find your content, the kind of things that you do. Um, you've got some pretty uh, unique content out there. Yeah, so after all the games, we always post uh, interviews from coaches and players from both teams, and we also post sights, sounds, and highlights from every game we're at, so a lot of people look forward to seeing that every week, and if you want to find it, just look on our YouTube channel, look up M7 Sports, and subscribe if you feel like it, and uh, it'll all be up there. 
we usually, we always make sure to do it as soon as we can after the game. And it's always at the night of. No, that, that's awesome. And I know I've subscribed to the YouTube channel. There's tons of great stuff. Uh, there's a lot of previews out there right now. I know you're at media days. So you've got a lot of a lot of good interviews with coaches and players. Um, and so it'll be exciting to see what you guys uh, have going this season. So any final thoughts here on any of these teams or anything in general as the 2021 season gets started? I'm just really excited for it to get going. And, you know, it's probably been the shortest amount of time that we've not had football because the season just ended in January, but I always get super excited going into it. I can't stop thinking about watching watching some of these games this weekend. I'm really excited. And uh, also, on top of uh, YouTube, we have a Facebook page, M7 Sports, and then we have a Facebook group, Muskegon Area Sports News-M7 Sports. If you want to follow either of those, we post all our content onto there. So that would be really good if you're a Muskegon sports fan. Yep, I I uh, am a member of that Facebook group and follow the page. There's tons of great stuff, so I, I highly recommend it. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining me, and hopefully I'll have you uh, back on sometime this season. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, and I uh, look forward to the season getting started. Once again, Mike Mikoff, thank you for joining me on this episode of M7 Sports. We will be back, folks. High school football starts tomorrow, Thursday, August 26th. Before you go to a game, before you sit down and cheer for your team, you need to listen to tomorrow's final episode of the previews. We're going to have big games. We're talking Granville, Rockford, South Christian, East Grand Rapids. We've got the biggest teams around. We've got all the previews right for you before you sit down and watch those games. So for Zach Toury in the studio, I'm Nick Toury. Thank you for joining me as always on Time Out with the Tories.